say we get started here all right all right so uh welcome back to two beers in um i once again have no idea what episode we are on but we're in the 60s uh, i was able to rescue the lost episodes of the computer crash so um i'm guessing i like how you make it sound like it's a technology problem well no it was totally <laughs> beer dumped on the computer that'll be actually so we, we record early but the next episode to air is the episode where the beer dumped. I tripped on my cord, leaving to use the restroom, and my beer dumped all over my computer, and it was a thick, dark beer, super sweet, and it just got in everywhere, and it took about two weeks for it to fully, it it just kept losing stuff slowly, and now (laughs) it died, and it was 100% my fault. Well, the one day I came up here and you had it all torn apart and you I had did. a fan blowing on the back. I, did. I took the entire back <laughs> off. I had a fan blowing on it, trying to dry it out. Nothing. No luck. Um, yeah. That was the same day I ran to Best Buy. I said, I need a computer now. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure what we have in stock. I don't care. Tell me what you have in stock and I'm buying it. Well, some of the, you know, one of the downsides of how thin all the computers have got is there's not individual replaceable pieces anymore right. in laptops. Yes. And so. Yeah, one thing goes out, you're 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 toast. Yeah. You'll notice my beer's on the other side of my microphone today, <laughs> like a little further away. But yeah, so welcome back. Um, we'll do some introductions and get started. Super excited about this week's uh, guest. I am Jeff from Keg Grove. I am Tyler from Keg Grove. I am Jamie Matthew from Red Raccoon Games. Yes, and many many other things as well. Yeah, Former city um, councilman. Um, you did you did the selfless thing for a long time. Yeah, and uh, for that, I'm I'm, nine years. Yes, not getting into politics at all. um, But I mean, I applaud you for giving of yourself like that. I mean, it's harder and harder, I think, in the day we live in, to find people that are willing to give of themselves in that way. You know, uh, and I'll avoid politics. I'll just say that most of the time, I enjoyed it. I I liked getting the opportunity to help people and talk people, and I met so many amazing people that live here in town with us. Um, I won't say that there aren't a few people, right, that are <laughs> right, out right. there that make everything more difficult than it needed to be. Right. Um, but uh, for the most part, I, I really feel like most people that live in Bloomington are very reasonable people. And, oh, and, and sometimes yeah. they have questions and sometimes they're put in scenarios of high stress. But when you, you know, um, one of the things I like to be able to do is like, okay, I will find you an answer as to what's going on. And when, right. when people know somebody can help them find the answers and, and move the ball a little bit, they most people revert back to being very reasonable. Cool. There's, there like the, but there's a percentage of people that no matter what you did, we're not going to be reasonable, period. Right. And so, I mean, that's that's the way it is everywhere, right? I it mean, is. In, in no, it is. Yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. But um, always... Definitely want to say I applaud that about you, but um, we are definitely here for Red Raccoon Games. We have a monthly situation together. A situation, that's a bad way to situation. put it. Situation. Yeah. Uh, scheduled <laughs> event, not situation. That was terrible. Um, where you come on Thursdays, most of which I miss because it seems to be that the third Thursday, I end up having to pick up my son 
and then I don't. But that's kind of my wife's haircut night, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but yeah, you guys are here. I think that's been going well. Um, yeah, beer and board games go very well together. It's always a great pairing. Yes, and I know Jeff used to work for you guys over there, and um, he has introduced us so many games. The one I can't remember the name, but it's got the cards and the colors, and you got to guess the percentages. Illusion. Illusion. Oh yes. my god. That game has my family by like storm. Like, my we have to pry my child away from his computer. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. But he he is so good at that. He beats us every time. But it's intriguing. Like, I don't know if you've played that, Tyler. No. But it's so cool. There's like different colors, and you have to pick the percentage, and you got to order the cards high to low or low to high. I don't remember. But uh, and then you can challenge it. And if you're wrong, you win and whatnot. But it's it's super And the cards are purposely designed to trick your eyes, right? Colors duck behind other colors, and you're only supposed to guess guess the percentage based on what is actually visible. Right. But your brain goes, well, of course the line goes behind that one and loops back over here. Right. And so, yeah, it can really mess with you sometimes. And then if you have, like, two blues in a row... And then it's yellow. Well, you forget it's yellow, and you're looking at the blue, and you're totally making a bad decision, and it's uh, it's it messes with your brain. I'm and still it, on Uno with the two I got. <laughs> We're, we've mastered Uno, and put your head bigger ladders. Your head bigger and better, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you'll eventually get the games that won't make you want to stab yourself in the eye. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and my son is a huge fan of your store. Every time we go down to town, it's like, ooh, can you go to Red Raccoon? What do you need? I don't know, but I know I need something. And well, now he's you know, into his. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's into Dungeons and Dragons now. He's uh, he joined the club at school. Okay, and he's like, is he high school? Uh, junior high. Okay, junior okay, high cool. at Evans, and he's uh, he's like, hey, uh, I want to go buy the blue Dungeons and Dragons dice. I'm like, okay, do you, do you need them? Well, yeah. Well, you know, such and such has them, and they're really cool. I I think I need those. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine, whatever. You know, it's it's. Uh, Dice are a unique phenomenon. Okay. Because we go by the slogan on a regular basis that there is no such thing as too many dice. And a lot of people will buy a new set for every campaign they're playing in. Or every time a character dies and they start a new character, they'll buy a different set because that old set must be cursed now. I understand. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and, uh, we... We go through a lot of dice, and, and dice can be, I mean, ultimately, right, you, you, you roll it and you get a number on it, but dice can be anywhere from, like, five bucks for, like, a plain set of black and white dice to uh, one of the guys that came in the store showed me his uh, D20 that's carved out of uh, woolly mammoth tusk. Holy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, what did that cost? Right. 200 bucks for one die, Whoa. right? Or you get great people who make crazy things, and, 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 and they become like their own art form, too, where uh, you've got artisans making things out of metal now, right? We have hollow dice now, but they're metal. Okay. So um, they, when you roll them, they kind of tinkle like bells, and, and, no. and, and it really sets off some of that, um, that ASMR stuff for some people, too, and and or you can huh. get if you don't want a, a hollow one, you get a solid metal one. And when you roll, it's like thunks on the table, right? Because I've got some that are a half pound oh. metal die, and so it's this own it's its own crazy thing, and it's just getting crazier as it goes along. I mean, and it's I used to think they were cool. I mean, I was a math teacher. I'm like, ooh, there's more than just six sided die, right? And that's cool, you know. Yeah. And I've always just got like my 
my grandparents when they lived in Vegas. Like oh. that's what we either got. We had tons of decks of cards and tons yeah. of dice, but it was always like the casinos clipped the corners and they were selling them. Or there's a hole punched in the center. You know, and right. like that's yes. all the cards we had. We had stacks of them. Right, you know, right. Ton of old recycled dice. Yeah. No, these are uh, polyhedral dice have gone insane, and I don't know. You know, I don't actually know. I mean, they found. 20-sided dies in, like, uh, Egyptian and Greek excavations. Really? Yeah, so people were, you know, probably gambling with them. Well, right, you know, right. 2,000, 3,000 years ago. Um, and, and now we just we mostly Dungeons & Dragons with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, I don't, so I don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons. How I know big are the How I big are the dice? Die. They're 20-sided? Yeah, but it's the same size. It's like a, a standard die is 16 millimeters, right? Okay. If you're going to buy a set of dice to play Yahtzee, that's a 16-millimeter die. Okay. And that's like a standard size. And then... You know, it can get crazy from there. I've got 35-millimeter dice. i got 55-millimeter dice. I mean, we've got plush dice that are, you know, foot and a half across. And, and That's for the fun parties. Yeah, you know, and and, and um, you there's inflatable. I've seen inflatable dice that are, like, four foot across. And, like, I've seen them thrown through crowds and yeah. stuff like that. And Get kid Grove. Well, I was just thinking, we needed, a, we needed a fun uh We do. A couple years ago, we did uh, beach balls. And at every festival, we just launched our beach balls through them. So we were, we were thinking, what do we want to do this year? I don't know. Some giant inflatable die. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, you can get a big inflatable 20-sided die and just launch them out in the crowd. You could totally do that. That'd be interesting. And there's a, there are, there's a significant portion of people that would really, really like that, yes, right? Yes, yes. Uh, they couldn't make a 20-sided drinking dice oh, that big. You just be throw it, whatever happens. Like, oh, hey, guess what you're doing? Chugging that beer. <laughs> Yeah, like people it. make them out of foam all the time. You can order foam ones that are like 12, 14 inches across. So if you actually wanted to roll them and make them part of a game, yeah, absolutely could do that. That's pretty Ooh. easy. Now you got our minds thinking. This yeah, be interesting. that's just what we need is another project. Instead of dots, our K logo and, yeah. all, and all the die. <laughs> well, and we joke at the, at the at the store all the time, you know, that every good kids game also makes a great drinking game too. I would agree with Jenga. That. Yes, I yes. learned that Jenga is a dirty game if you. Depending on how you play it. Oh, it was a wicked drinking game after yes. the teachers got a hold of it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've got a game. Uh, it's a kid's game, and it's called Click Clack Lumberjack. Okay. And it, it <laughs> looks like a log, and you, you get a, a little plastic axe, and you've got to hit and knock pieces off of the, the log without knocking it all over. Okay. It makes a great drinking game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at beer pong, right? It was a game. Now it's a drink totally, game. Yes. I mean, yeah, so you can, everything can, it just takes a little imagination. And, well, and, and even, kids' games, especially because the rules are pretty simple. Yes. And after a few beers, you need simple You're rules. pretty simple, too, after a few yeah. beers. Oh, after a few <laughs> beers. The simpler, the better. <laughs> let's be honest. Yes. Uh, no doubt about that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, Dungeons & Dragons is currently more popular than it has ever been. I think this year is like 53, 54 years old. I was going to say, how old is it? Yeah. I know it's old, but... Yeah, yeah and it's um, it's more popular than it's ever been, and a lot of that has to do with like a lot of these streaming YouTube shows, yeah. right? Yeah. The Critical Role folks have like 3 million people that tune in to watch them play Dungeons & Dragons for four hours every Thursday. That's, oh, that's crazy. My son watches all that. He watches. He's. I'm. He's watching Dungeons and Dragons, but he'll watch people playing video games. And I've always been like, "What are you doing?" Well, I'm learning. 
Okay, and I'll tell you what, he's amazing. He does a great job. He obviously whatever it is they do, it works. It's not my thing. I mean, that's not how we were raised. Play right? Video games. Right. right. I would yeah. rather play yeah. any game, yeah. right, than watch somebody else play a game. Right. Yeah, I'm not watching golf on TV. No. But I'll go play around a golf. Or anything else. I'd say I'd go play tennis, but I'm not playing or watching tennis. <laughs> well, there's 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 some things too, right? Yeah. I don't know that my knees at this point in my oh. life would let me play a game of tennis. I might get three or four points in, and then there might be an ambulance involved. I understand. Point. I understand. Yeah. The, the You'd be more of a pickleball guy. Yeah. Give me a small space that I don't have to move very far. Yeah. yeah. Ping pong. I'm horrible. The eye <laughs> hand, you don't have to move as big as your heart. The eye-hand coordination is not good. <laughs> See, if you if we ever get an expanded Keg Grove location, you can put in a couple ping-pong tables. There you there. go. I, I like the idea, but you will not find me playing. It's just like when I play Little League Baseball. You know, I swear to God the glove is where it's supposed to be, and the ball never went in the glove. <laughs> ever. Ever. Well, way back in the day, uh, can I make another bar reference? Yes, absolutely. So when we were younger, um, you know, in our uh, mid-20s, we would go down to Diggers on a Sunday afternoon uh-huh. because they had a ping-pong table in the back. Okay. They were nothing yeah. going on, no, nothing to do. And we'd go down there and, and drink some beers and play ping-pong for an afternoon. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and the, of course the ping-pong table's gone now. I yes. mean, I wish it was still there, but, yes. uh, you know. I will say, I think my... My high, my eye hand coordination gets better as I drink beer, because like darts, after a few beers, I can actually hit the dartboard or pool. Yes, pool as well. But if I'm going in totally with no beers, oh, it's an ugly sight. It's always a fine line though. Like oh, a yes. really good this many beers in. Oh no! If doubt. I hit this many, it's worse than no more. doubt. It, it gets it's a fine line. Yes. I think there's a lot of things in life that have that fine line when <laughs> beers involved. Right? I would agree. Yes. And, yes. and ping pong tables, I think, are a lot like boats. You don't want to own it. You want to have a friend who owns it, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just show up and have a good time with it yeah. on your schedule. And, yep. You know, not have yeah. it in your way or have to deal with it for the rest you of the time. You had one for a little while. I did. Well, it wasn't really for ping pong, but it was in no, my garage. But yes. But then we gave it to uh, my neighbor's daughter in college. Yep. And then it really got used. Oh, yeah. For yeah. what? I'm sure. I originally intended <laughs> yes, to use I don't it. think it made it back after either but uh, you know it's living on in the college uh mizzou area yes you're welcome mizzou (laughs) right (laughs) yes that's awesome yeah it's 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 been an interesting ride um watching the evolution of a lot of the stuff you know D &D, D &D is uh and and i think a big part of it which is the streaming shows for D D, but also that um you know hollywood has you know, come out of the closet per se about gaming because if you think of who Hollywood actors are, they were all band and theater geeks in right. high school. You're right? not wrong, yeah. 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 And then they went to Hollywood and they had to act all cool and stuff, which but, didn't work out well for many of them. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fun that fine line, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, too much fun. Too <laughs> much fun. Yes. Well, and it was. Um, I, I was reading this article, and I don't remember where it was at, but one of the uh, one of the ways to know that you had made it in Hollywood is apparently uh, Billy Crystal and Robin Williams had these massive underground Warhammer tournaments oh. at at their houses and stuff, and they were huge Warhammer play, players. And if you got invited to come play with them, oh, or right. Vin Diesel and his Dungeons and Dragons group that he plays with, you know he. 
he taught. Uh, that was awesome. Yes, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Dame Judy Dench, right? Yeah, they were in that movie uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, he taught her how to play D and D while they were filming it, and now she plays with her grandkids. That is hilariously it's, fantastic. And, and it was always happening, but nobody ever talked about it because they didn't want to look uncool. Right, it was a subculture kind of thing. And that. now being a geek is cool, which thank God because I was going to be a geek anyway. So. <laughs> well, and, and you know what to say to that? I agree. I think. Um, like, go back 10, 20 years, you know, saying geek or nerd, that was not, it was a derogatory term. Yeah. But we just actually, it came up in a podcast last week, that we, or earlier this week that we recorded. You know, we were, it was it was on dating in Bloomington Normal, but uh, that's besides the point. But the the term was thrown out there, like geek, and we all talked about that wasn't, it wasn't derogatory. It was out of respect. Like, people are proud. Now. It's like... Like being People a are proud to be who, who yeah. they are, right? Yeah, I'm a beard, I'm a, yeah. yeah, it's not derogatory anymore. I think it's the 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 world of acceptance we live in now is way more open. And yeah. I mean, I was a geek and a nerd in high school, right? Both the same yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it was absolutely a derogatory term uh, until all of a sudden people are looking around like, man, like. Of the richest people in the world, like yeah, six right. eight top ten are, are nerds now. Like, right. what's, yeah. what's happening here? No, and, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and but now people identify. I'm a music geek. I'm a I'm a beer geek. I'm a right. I'm a, a game geek. I'm yeah. a, and everybody identifies all these things, and it's no longer. No, I agree. It's a, it's a term of like I'm proud. It is, and, and and I think that's helped to bring you know that per se gaming culture back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, I mean, you guys compete regularly against video games, too, which can't be as easy as one would think. Um, it, it, it all depends, right? Because, um, so, before um, Kelly and I bought uh, the game store, um, I had founded a computer company with some other guys. So, okay. So, um, NVIDIA Technology Group. Um, I don't know if you guys ever uh, talked with, like, Eric from Max Slider, right? Max Slider Brother Motors. Um, Eric and I went to high school together, or, okay. or we. Eric, his mom was my music teacher, and we started the video with some other guys, and uh, and when I told people I was leaving Mavidia to buy the board game store, they were super confused. Like you're the, the geekiest tech guy that I know, and you're buying a board game store, right? And I was like, what do you think all my guys do after fixing all of your computers all day long? They don't want to look at a computer anymore. Yeah. And I think that's part of like this new way where board games are coming back in because people are starting to get burnt out staring at screens yeah, all the yeah. time. Not everybody, right? I mean, Lord knows I go home and Not play video games too. My house. Oh, I'm, I'm working my way through Spider-Man on the right. PlayStation Five. Yes, so, yes. so I play video games too, but um, especially during the pandemic, you know, I, the pandemic was great for board games that because. Makes sense. People are stuck on Zoom calls for eight hours a day, they and then they off. don't want to be on a screen anymore. They're <laughs> done. And so we sold a ton of two-player games if you're stuck at home just with your spouse. Um, you know, one player, a lot of one-player games, because a lot of people were stuck at home by themselves, right? Uh, Single yeah. people living in an apartment, right? They're stuck at home by themselves. We sold a ton of one-player games, um, you know, or or everybody's... Uh, everybody's kids sporting event was canceled so now mm-hmm. people are stuck in their houses with their children like what do we do when the kids right. are here with us all the time so a lot of family board games too right so it was it was actually you know once we got through that first wave of craziness with covid once we got through that and we got the store reopened um we had a great 
business experience. Wearing masks sucked. Yeah. But yeah. sales wise, yeah. it was it was great. And a lot of people, you know, coming in were like, Oh my god, I didn't know something existed beyond Candyland and Monopoly. Right. And here we are. Well, I'm like, that's like three feet of shelf space here and I got forty more feet of shelf space right. for you to look at. I mean that's the difference between like the Target or Walmart versus your store, which is a specialty and I, I think that's I don't know, maybe it's an opinion, but I think that's where our culture's heading more. Like, you know, like I'm an Amazon shopper, but I'm not limited to small things. I mean I'll go anywhere, you know what I mean? But those local small stores offer so much and we've had not just you but many other local small stores on the show and just to talk to them and see what they offer, it's an amazing thing. I mean there's so much here that those small shops offer that are beyond Amazon. They're beyond Walmart. They're beyond Target, you know. Well, I think one of the things where all the small stores can compete on is a, a guided experience, right? Uh, yeah. Because um, we have the time to play the games, to learn the games, to watch the video reviews, which ones are good, which ones are bad, um, which ones use different mechanics, and we can say, okay, You've got a junior high boy that you're playing with, and you want a game that plays this many people. We can right. guide you through to that experience to say, if you like this one, try this one next. And and that's not something you can really get online, right? We yeah. I, I pay my staff every month. They have four hour window where they come in. Here's some pizza. These are the games we're playing, and so that to make cool. sure. Yeah, we want to make sure they know the newest, hottest games coming out and can talk intelligently about them. So I pay them to sit and play games so that they know what they're they're talking about. I want them to be the experts in their field. Yeah. I will say that the couple of Thursdays that I've been around for like the game, game nights, nights, it is amazing how many different games are out and how well you guys know those games. Like, I... I wouldn't know where, you know, I would be sitting there for an hour just trying to figure the game out, and it's like so, it's like, here, this is how you play it, and this is how you, I'm like, Directions are difficult, let's be honest. You can be the best reader, the best understander, or the worst, and sometimes following directions that come on a little piece of paper aren't the easiest to interpret. Well, and, and, uh, so there's a niche for that too, right? Okay. So uh, a buddy of mine, his name is Rodney, he has a YouTube channel called Watch It Played, and if you type in, go to YouTube and go to Watch It Played, illusion it'll pop up with a video with rodney's face on there and all his video is is take it out of the box set it up this way here are the rules now have fun and he will if nothing worse than sitting at the table and having one guy trying to read the oh, rules out to kidding. you yes <laughs> right and and oh. so um we so were worse. yeah i went over to some friend's house and and uh my buddy chris had bought a game from me that i hadn't actually played yet and uh, he's trying to read the rules, and I could see his wife Stephanie checking out. Yeah, she was yeah. done. She was no longer interested. And uh, I'm like, hold on. And I pulled up the watch it played for the game. It was called Cryo. And uh, Rodney explained all the rules, and as she perked right back up, and she was back in it. And there's the we were playing six people. Everybody was in it. We had a great time. Yeah. Because we didn't have to listen to yeah. somebody. And Chris is a great reader, and, and a, he's a professor at Eureka. It didn't matter. No, yeah. It was not how she wanted to learn. And so, uh, yeah, letting the rules be explained that way, just skipped all that part, and we're right to the, actually, we're going to have fun playing the game. That's so cool that those those are possibilities now. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, it, 
you know, I mean, it was just open it up and you're playing with people and you're just trying to read it. Or your mom's telling you, no, that's not how you do it. you got to do this or that. And, well, you know. And the perfect example of that is how many people have a horror, horrible experience or horrible memories of Monopoly. Oh, I, I do. I cheated. It took forever. I cheated well, in my And a large off. part of that is because it took forever because everybody skipped the auction rules. When your brother, your cousin, your mom, your aunt, your uncle taught you how to play Monopoly, there's rules in Monopoly, specifically around the auction that you're supposed to play with. Monopoly should not last more than 90 minutes. Really? But people have all these stories about four or five hour marathons yeah, and people yeah. getting mad and flipping the tables. And if you use those auction rules, Monopoly's a 90 minute game. But nobody ever learned those rules because it was always taught to them by somebody, somebody else. Nobody ever read the rules themselves. Yeah, I just cheated. I was the banker and slipped myself a couple extra five hundred. <laughs> I usually after after I got bored with it, I just went broke so I could be done. Yeah, and and um, there's also there's an interesting thing too. There's kind of two classes of modern gaming: uh, Euro games, okay. and um, the other one is referred to as Ameritrash. Okay, and, <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that. And a big difference between them is um, in uh, Euro gamings. Usually, nobody is eliminated from the game. Okay. Everybody has an opportunity to score points and a potential to be able to win somehow in that game. And uh, they also, generally speaking, have very little reliance on luck, i.e. rolling a die. Okay. Well, then you get to uh, American American games or Ameritrash, as they're commonly called. It's a sweet beer name. It is a sweet beer name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And a large... You, you can use that one. Thank yeah. you, so thank guys. You. Appreciate you know, that. Appreciate the geeks, that. All the my board game geeks will all be like, "That's great." Better <laughs> trash. Um, and, and, and it's the reason why it got that name is because for the longest time, all these schlock games were coming out, and they were based on an IP from a movie or a TV show or something. Nobody cared about the game; they were just trying to sell the IP to make some cash. Yes. Right. And so, and but almost every one of those games also relied on you have to eliminate everybody else playing the game. Okay. Well, what happens if you're the first person eliminated from Monopoly? You're just, like sitting around for like two hours waiting for everybody else to get <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, you wander off and go do something else. Right. Fire up a video game or something. Right, right. Play some ping pong by yourself in the garage. Crack a beer, sit <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, and and so uh, a lot of the games that we have, we still have some Ameritrash games, and some of them are very very good. Um, but a lot of them are this newer generation of Euro games where everybody's got a shot to stay okay. in it and win it until the very end. I like that. How often do new games, do like new board games, card games, whatever it is, do they come out as frequently as like video games? I mean, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Know. It, last okay. year, three thousand, three thousand and four hundred games came out last year. Holy cow! Geez. Yeah, and it's um, and now we didn't carry them all, right? I don't have space. I can't well, yeah, put that yeah. many games. We've got uh, we've got about five thousand games and SKUs in the store that are active. And, and and some of those are like, this one game might have 50 SKUs to it, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we try to go through and curate, and again, it's reading those reviews, talking to the publishers, talking to people that have play-tested it to figure out which games we should be paying attention to and which ones are hot garbage and should just be left in a dumpster someplace. Right, you know? yeah. It, it's kind of like... Um, if you ever remember some of the stories back in the uh, the the death of Atari, 
right? Yes. Where they were just chucking out so many games so fast. And some of them sucked. A, a lot, a lot of, them of them sucked. sucked. Yeah. Right? You get those stories of E.T. being buried in a, a, a hole dug in the ground in Utah right. or something like that. And... Because uh, <laughs> they made millions of them thinking they were going to sell it based yeah. on the brand of E.T. E. coming right? out. But the game was so bad. That it, even newspaper articles wrote about it, and nobody bought the game, and they literally dug a hole and buried them. Now, eventually, because uh, collectors are going to collect, somebody yeah. figured out where they dug that hole out and went and found them and dug them up and then sold them as collectibles. Right, right? of course, right. But, um, you know, and so there's a lot of stuff coming out right now, and it's a lot of the stuff you see on the big box shelves where they're just chucking stuff out, and it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall, and maybe something will stick eventually. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It's, I mean, it's, it's yeah. all this stuff, and that's why I love doing these podcasts and stuff too. Because whenever I talk about this, people I'm, I'm, I'm talking with are just like, "What in the hell? I had no idea this yeah. was going on." Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, I, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, you know some people listening are going to come patronize you and give you some more uh, business, of course. But I also hope, like on third Thursdays, you know, let's get some more people. I mean, I'm gonna this summer. I'm gonna drag my child out of his video game enclosure, and we're gonna come for one because. He should. I mean, he and he enjoys those kinds of games. I mean, one of our, I don't know, we're old school, my wife and I. I mean, one of her favorite things is, you know, she really looks every year. I mean, actually, she goes to your store every year and buys something for Christmas. And, you know, she's like, and, and I'm the naysayer. I'm the one, I don't want to play a game. But then I get into it because it's like, ooh, I'm, my mind's very strategical. Yes. So oftentimes, if I'm not winning, my son's winning, and then poor my poor wife's like, "Well, this just sucks." <laughs> and she wins yeah. all the efforts, right? Now that I'm thinking about it, like all the games that I have played or like are Ameritrash. Yes, like, sorry, yes. I'm sorry. Trouble just because you could pop them. Well, but those you have a chance of winning those still. Yeah, I mean those you yeah. you have a legit chance. Um, but I mean, you don't know. I mean, but other games. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the you know, like I said, a lot of the Ameritrash games are based on luck, like trouble. Mm-hmm. Did you get a good pop that time? Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Did right. you get a good roll on the die? Monopoly. Got the double sixes. We're moving around the corner. Right. right. We're heading yeah. off, and we're gonna buy stuff before anybody else gets there. Or you cheat. Or or you <laughs> well. Or you cheat. Yeah. Or you cheat. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's um, you know it's just this it's this whole new world. There's there are a lot of people that will that will only buy games. If there's no dice involved, because they don't uh, even want the random, they want it to be a pure. Did I win because I made good decisions? Experience. Okay. And that's it. So, most of the good games have some mixture, even if it's got a deck of cards in it. And you, sh- did you draw some good cards? Right. Right. Yeah. Even even um, some trash games like Cards Against Humanity took. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, 2015 Cards Against Humanity <laughs> took Bloomington Normal by storm. Yeah. And uh, I was the only one who had it. Right? Oh, nice. And, yeah. <laughs> well, because back, you know, Barnes and Noble and Target wouldn't stock it because, let's face it, it was filthy. Oh, yes. It was, was X rated and filthy and designed to insult yes. everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is why people wanted to play it. And, and, um,. It was some crazy Christmas season sales during that period of time. But it's all based on did you shuffle and get the good cards, right? Yeah, 100%. There are some cards that no matter what combination you play them in, 
you were going to win just yeah. because everybody would cackle themselves silly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there were some of those games that we used to play. I don't even remember what they were. It never failed. You get together with a bunch of friends. You're having some beers. And one of the wives pulls out one of those games, Outburst or whatever, and you're just yelling shit out. And, you know, <laughs> I yell louder than you did. I win. I'm trying to think. Cars Against Humanity, I I like I played that. I'm trying to think of the one where you had to write down. It was it was like on the lines of Cards Against Humanity, like. But you wrote down your answers, and you you know I always played with a group of people that were childish, and wrote the most obscene answers. And you had to like guess who. Oh, uh, guess who said like stuff. categories or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, it was like that, but yeah. it was like the X-rated version. I guess. I understand. Of yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, Cards Against Humanities is just an X-rated version of Apples to Apples. Yeah. Right. There's yes. no difference yes. whatsoever. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that's kind of waned in popularity, but right now kind of taking over its position is what do you meme? Ooh. So it's just, it's the pictures from all the memes circulating the internet, and then oh. you can put words to them, like, <laughs> what's going on, right? That's it's, cool. It's the same basic premise. Uh, but one of the things they did very intelligently in What Do You Meme is they made the base version of the game PG. Uh-huh. You can add the Not Safe for Work edition into it if you want to, but What Do You Meme was now something that parents were okay buying their kids. Yeah. yeah. And because most parents, you know, when you came into Red Raccoon for Cards Against Humanity, I'd be like, you got to show me an ID that says you're 18 or older, or a parent has to buy this for you. And, and, High school kids get super pissed. Yes, right? yes. And I'm like, I am not having your parent come in here and scream in my face. Yes. Because I sold you this. Yeah. If they want to let you have it, that is their right to make that decision. But I am not getting screamed at for you to have no, fun with your friends. That's a very good point. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, because, you know, depending on, uh, not in Illinois, but in other states, you could probably be prosecuted on some of the pornography laws. With oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. just what the cards Especially, yeah, yeah, some of the states are very conservative with those rights, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I would like, I'm not going to put myself in this position. And then some parents would be like, well, I play with my kids. Good for you. I would never do that. Yep. Good, good luck explaining some of those yeah. cards because I remember some of them there. I mean, I That's didn't even why understand. I, said I would never play with my mom because one of the rules is if somebody doesn't know what the card is, you have to explain it yeah. to them. Right. I am not going <laughs> to no, do that. No, 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 no. Yeah. My sister might do that. I am not going to no. be at the table when that happens. I would just plead the fifth. I don't know what that means. I, will say I have this, no clue. Right That's now, filthy. where I'm in life. I would do that. Cause well, yeah, because you want to crush your mother right out. now. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I always want to get a reaction out of my mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would <laughs> totally do that now, and my dad would laugh his ass off the whole time, right? But um, that's a different place. You know, as a teenager, oh, my God, I would have played dumb, and I don't know. I don't know what this is, right? Yeah, um, it's exactly. And, and um, I remember a couple of times playing just Pictionary back in the oh, day, right? Yeah. When things went sideways in Pictionary, when they're like, what did you draw? And everything went sideways <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And I didn't want to be there with my mom at no, that point yeah. when somebody made a guess like that. So <laughs> so power to those people that have that relationship with their parents. I'm not going to be that person myself. You know, I, having a 13-year-old right now and having unique conversations, I also do not wish to do that, right? It's like, you know, some days you're like... I don't know. Things come up, and you're like, "Well, where'd you hear that?" Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so you know an awful lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mm. Parenting in the internet age. Uh, that's got to be a whole of an experience. Oh, right he's there. Uh, he's very aware. <laughs> Let's just say that. 
All you have to do is type in a perfectly innocent search with the wrong letter combination. So, uh, fun story. My first job out of high school was, uh, not out of college, my first real computer job was working for Dave's World. Okay. Dave's World was the first internet service provider here in town. Yeah. Dial up internet back okay. in the day, right? And um, there used to be rules on domain names back then that if you were an internet service provider, you could only be .net. So okay. daysworld.net. To be a .org, you must have show proof that you were a 501c3 dot, a nonprofit. It's things like that. And uh, a guy who, Dave, Dave's World, Dave, pissed off at some point, went out and registered davesworld.com. That was 100% a porn site. And so on a regular basis, you would get screamed at on the phone because somebody would be like, I was trying to go to your website. Also, whitehouse.com. I knew White House, yes. Because whitehouse.gov is the real one, yes. right? Whitehouse.com is 100% a porn site. Yes. I knew that one. Yeah. And so we would get screamed at because people went to the wrong site. There used to be a couple of misspellings of Microsoft that would take you to porn sites. Oh, yeah. And now Microsoft owns like 47 different yeah. versions of the spelling of their, of their website, right? And kids are kids. So my wife is a teacher. Won't get any details of where or how or what, but she. Anytime a kid does something, it gets flagged now, and it comes back to the teachers and the parents are contacting stuff. Well, one of the students searched "big hairy balls" this week on Google, <laughs> and she she looks at me, she goes, "Why do you want to see big hairy balls? Nobody wants to see big hairy balls, right? You know, like don't even type that in." But a kid being a kid thinks it's funny. Like, I mean, for years, my son and I, he giggles over balls. Like, it's just funny, right? And you don't think that... It is to guys. It is to guys, right? But you don't think, like, he's going to go and type that in. No, he did not do that. He's done other things, but he has not done that. But I was like, she told me she was laughing her butt off. And I'm like, (laughs) the poor kid, though, the poor parents, you know, it's just like, we've all, you know, whether you were there yourself as a kid or you're there as a parent, everybody's been along those lines right my wife's a teacher too and she had i don't i don't remember exactly what it was but she had something this year that one of the kids said in the classroom and she said i had to go out in the hallway i just yes. couldn't be in there anymore. Yes. and i went out in the hallway and closed the door and just started cracking up and it was all i could do to keep myself <laughs> under control till i made it to the hallway yeah it's it's amazing i mean i i did that for a long time and the things I mean, just, I was a fifth grade teacher, and like a TA asked, what'd you do this week? And I said, ah, we trimmed the bushes out front. I had a kid fall out of his seat laughing because we trimmed (laughs) the bushes. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) just, and then of course you got to play it off. You're like, what? What's so funny? I don't understand. And they're just like losing it. It's like, oh my lord. Yeah. Adolescence. We were all that. We were all that at some point too. We right? still are sometimes. Well, I mean, that's fair. It's I mean, a guy I, thing as well, right? I yeah. found it. Oh yeah, Mr. Ross, what are you doing this with trimming bushes? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's what you call it around your house. <laughs> Apparently, we do. Yes. <laughs> oh my. So, going back to the store too. You guys have a lot of gatherings and stuff. You have the downstairs space for game playing too, don't you? We do. So we do. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to hit on a little bit of that. Sure. You know. Yeah, I mean, every almost every night of the week, something is programmed. That's right? cool. 
one of the things that I, I I get asked to talk to by a lot of these entrepreneurship mm-hmm. groups, the high school ones, you guys probably do too, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, some kids from Gibson City were just in last week, and they're like, "Well, what did you not expect mm. about when you started a business and stuff?" And all that, you know, and mine was is each one of these games has its own separate community, and every one of those communities, generally think speaking, thinks they're superior to all the other ones. And that they should be first priority in anything that we do. So when it comes to trying to figure out how to do programming of any night of the week, you know, the Magic the Gathering people think that they should get space in for, before the the Dungeons and Dragons people. Right. The Dungeons and Dragons people, why can't we have more tables? Why are the Warhammer people taking up all the tables? And the Warhammer people are all like, hey, those people that are playing Digimon are in our way. Why are they? And so it's, it's all... Turf. The basement area that we have for the gameplay area right now, we can see 40 comfortably. Okay. We've packed in 64. Nobody's happy at that point uh, for a couple of big magic tournaments because some of these tournaments have money yeah. associated yeah. with them, right? Yeah. And so, because we've had some tournaments where first place walked away with a thousand in cash. Holy cow. Yeah. And that's a that's on the small side. That's a store, store tournament, not a regional yeah, tournament at yeah. that point. Um. And so juggling that gameplay space and, and making sure everybody can fit and coexist peacefully takes so much more time that I have a person that Brittany is marketing and events. Okay. And so she's responsible for dealing with that now because I did it for six years. Now it's Brittany's job I to deal with that. who's going to be where and what night and how many people and, and things of that nature. Um, but any given night of the week, we keep a calendar on our website and on Facebook that has a list of here's what's happening each night of the week. Okay, um, Sweet. So if you want to play board games, you're probably coming on Thursday. If you want to play Warhammer 40K, you're on Friday nights. If Age of Sigmar is on Sundays. Uh, D&D rot- rotates through. There's a couple tables during the week, but mostly it's on Saturdays. And, okay. And, uh, yeah, it's always something going on, right? I, I left right as a Digimon tournament, a pre-release tournament was starting. That's cool. So that's what, I mean, I, that, so not only have I been super impressed by, like, how you educate your staff, but I've always appreciated how you have a space for the games to be played and for different groups to come in, you know I mean? Yeah. I, I've lived here for a long time. I'm a transplant. Um, I've lived here long enough to call that's myself most a of town. town. Yes. Most people don't didn't grow up here but i've been here long enough for downtown there there used to be a lot more like you look in the window and everybody's playing chess or everybody's playing something you i, I remember shops like that yeah. you know i mean Collie's chess cafe yes i mean i'm not gonna lie i was on the way to a bar at the time but uh you know <laughs> i'm a beer drinker i mean <laughs> give me a good game while i'm drinking a beer i'm in but uh you know i'm i'm a beer checkmate gotta go uh, yeah, that's that would be me. But yeah, no, I mean, I've always I've loved that, and uh, yeah, that's just cool. I mean, well, I think you guys offer a really cool scene to the town. We have um, so growing up, a part of there's there's some background motivations to everything that we do as adults, right? As a kid growing yeah. up, um, I grew up in Chavance, Illinois. So it's a, it's one of any number of a thousand farm towns with okay. a, with a thousand people in it spread across Illinois. They're all about five miles apart from each other, you know. So it's it's it was much like growing up in Danvers or someplace okay. like that. And um, 
and and when you're in school in one of those farm towns, everything revolves around sports, right? Yeah. So I played football and basketball, not well, but I was big enough that I was on the court or on the field anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of my best friends, John, had asthma so bad that anything he couldn't even participate in PE, or it could trigger him. And, and I remember a couple times, like you know, yelling at my buddy Dan to drive faster because John's turning blue. We had to get to the to pharmacy to get him a new inhaler. Oh yeah, that's how yeah, bad it was, yeah. right? And so he could never participate. So what we gravitated, we started gravitating towards board games because that was one of the things John could do. He's very intellectual, very intelligent guy. He could do board games, and we all had. He drug us all with him. Because it's all the rest of us could go around and around do whatever yeah, we want to do, but yeah. John couldn't. And if we yeah. wanted to spend time with them, board games. So we have this motivation to create a safe space for if you're. And John got picked on a lot because he couldn't do any Absolutely, of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we create. We have this motivation. I have this motivation to create a safe space for anybody. If you've got a physical disability or impediment or whatever it is. I don't care. I just want you to be able to come and have fun. Yes. In a yes. safe environment, if you're a kid, if you're an adult, whatever. Um, and, and that's expanded in recent years to include, you know, um, the majority of my staff identify somewhere on the LGBTQIA spectrum. Absolutely. And so it is that, that safe space has expanded to include folks who who don't feel like they have a place otherwise. And that's kind of what we hit on earlier when we were just talking about the phrase geek. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, our culture, I think, greatly is becoming way more accepting, and, and it should. I, I don't. I mean, I guess it's taken this long. It is what it is. But we live in a very, a much more accepting culture. I think there's a lot of ways to go still. Right. But um, I mean, with businesses like yours, I mean, we have a large clientele that also is on that spectrum. We have many employees. That would identify as gay. I mean, it, and we welcome them. You know, it's no difference to us. I mean, they're great people. I mean, that's what's cool about it. It's like, I don't know. I, I do think back to my days in high school and stuff. I mean, in elementary school, I mean, back in the 80s and early 90s. And there were a lot of judgments back in those days and, and before that, you know. And things weren't accepted. And people got really picked on and downgraded and I mean for you to be in a small community and you know accept your friend and accept what he could do I mean I think it's fantastic and I, I think in some there's there's many things where the internet has not helped our culture I agree with but that but the one place that it has is exposure right uh-huh. so growing up in Chavance you know I was telling somebody I never met anybody who was of Hispanic descent until mm-hmm. I went to college. I came here to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had never met anybody who was of Hispanic descent until I went to college. Okay. Um, there were uh, eight black kids in our entire school district. Um, there was nobody who was Jewish, right? I had a uh, Jewish roommate when I came to ISU. I had never met anybody. The, the religious diversity of Chabance was Lutheran, Catholic, or Protestant. And so, um, and, and uh, exposure to other cultures and exposure to other ideas is part of what makes us all better people as we go along. I would agree. And want, we want to do better then. Um, you know, I am, uh, I'm in Sunrise Rotary here in town. Mm-hmm. I've been in Sunrise Rotary for a long time, and uh, I was the president um, a while ago, too. And one of the things that 
our club does is they always use some of the club dues to make sure that the president, right before they take over as president, they go to the Rotary International Convention. Okay. Rotary has got a million and a change people around the world, and you go to this convention, and I went to the convention in Bangkok. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so uh, walking into this area, there's like 45,000 people from 150 different countries. Wow. And that opens up your, and so travel in general opens up your eyes to just because you grew up with your backyard being cornfields doesn't mean there isn't all this greater world out there to explore. And I think that the internet has made it so that people can, maybe they can't travel there, but they can learn about this stuff in ways that we never could as kids when we were growing up. I would agree with that. I, I think that's a very well-stated fact. I mean, yeah. I mean, my son, he doesn't judge people. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what he judges and doesn't judge, but he, for me, also, lived, I live in a small suburb, and there was no diversity. You know what I mean? And like you, I go to football camp, and oh, wow, okay. And you ask questions, and you get to know people. It's like, who cares, right? And but for my son, I mean, from an early age, he's been exposed to so much and the internet and learning, and he doesn't care about a lot of those aspects. I mean, being a kid, they still have issues, but you know what I mean. There's still big hairy balls. To there are still big hairy balls. Yes, but I don't think that'll ever not no, be funny. That's always <laughs> going to be funny. But no, I'm, I'm just proud of him. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. I know there's other things that impact you and your choices, but. You know, he doesn't judge people based on color even. Like, it's just, well, that's just this person, and that's just this person, and whatever it is, and I'm proud of him for that. Like, you know, I yeah. I can't say that, you know, it was that easy when I was a kid, you know? Oh, no, I remember, you know, my grandparents are from Southern Illinois. Right. And Southern Illinois, you know, for people who know their Illinois history, Southern Illinois lobbied pretty hard for Illinois to be a slave state to civil union. Right, right. right. They wanted to join the South. And, yeah. and um you know, I, I remember my grandfather saying things that, you know, and and we would get on his case and he's like, I am 67 years old. I'm going to say whatever right. the damn hell I want right. to say. And, um, you know, and, and when I was a little kid, you know, occasionally my dad would say something and everybody would jump on his case. And my dad has changed and my dad is a different person and, than and he I'll used say to that, be. I'll say my father has also changened and my mom will be listening to it. No, he hasn't. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I do think, it, it, but it's, it's a part of just life like I think my father talked one way but he was not he didn't behave that way is yeah. what I'll say I mean yeah I mean so, as a child I, I I feel I got a really good exposure and grasp of things but I mean thanks to them but yeah. you know but at the same point you know you're hanging out with the guys and things are said and you know and that's yeah unfortunate but it's also part of life right it is. I, I think, uh, you said it earlier, I think that we're, as a culture, getting better, right? Yes. It's Sometimes it's frustrating that it's slowly getting better, right? but I think that we're getting better overall. We're getting more I tolerant agree. of other people. We're getting more tolerant of other ideas. And, and the people who will not be tolerant, who will not change, are being pushed further to the fringes. And, and I think that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, the, the unfortunate side of the internet is they can all hook up together and talk about it. Well, there's re- that. Reinforce I mean, the, yes, the, yes. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. But it, the internet has opened up uh, so many good things for the board game industry, too, where it's made it easier to find somebody who wants to play a game with you. It's made it easier yeah. 
I mean, during the pandemic, a, a, a dang lot of people uh, played Dungeons and Dragons over Zoom the entire time. And that makes sense, yeah. And yeah. I was one of those people, right? My yeah. store got shut down with everybody else's in, uh, was it March of 20, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, everybody got shut down. Yep. And, uh, and uh, we played more Dungeons and Dragons during that month because... What else is there to do? We were all stuck at home. One of the ongoing jokes of the hardest thing about Dungeons & Dragons is finding the next time you're going to play. Okay. Scheduling it. Especially as we all get older, you know, in my Dungeons & Dragons group. Busier and busier. Yeah. My buddy Steve. Oh, man. Jeff. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, my uh, My buddy Steve's a pilot for Delta. Yeah, we Steve. When are you going to be in Bloomington? Right. Right. Ryan's right. got five kids, and three of them, two of them, are a diehard hockey players. Right. Yeah. He's he's raising his own hockey team, and so Ryan, when do the kids not have practice? Well, during COVID, it was all shut down. Steve wasn't right. flying. Ryan's not playing hockey. Everybody's free. Yeah, we were playing. We played a couple times a week during that month. We were all shut down. It was a sanity. Yeah. Check for us all. And now you're back to, yeah, can't find any time. Sure. We didn't play at all in the month of May. We're June right. for June at this point. All right, right? all right, all right. Yeah. You know, Steve, where are you at? He's like, ah, I'm in, I'm in, I think he was, last time I texted him, I think he's in the Outer Banks. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm like, why are you there? He's got a layover and I fly out tomorrow and I'm going to so and so, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Man. But uh, Zoom and the internet was good for D&D as well. I like it for meetings because it's continued. Most meetings now you have an option: show up live or go to Zoom. Or like for us for trainings, um, I'm always like Brewers Guild or uh, Brewers Association. Whenever you get a training in, as so many of them move to just Zooms now. I'm like, yes. Just remember yes. your mute buttons. On. What? Or oh yeah. So oh, no, not right now. During the training. Yes. During, during the training. So maybe there was one that he and I participated in, and we didn't know our mute wasn't on. He was oh no, we're fine. It's muted. And okay. you know we're gonna go with he goes, uh oh. But luckily we're whispering and I'm just saying <laughs> it just you know, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's um you know, I agree with you. Um I have ADD though. Uh, and ADD and Zoom are not compatible I understand. things, right? Um you know, particularly when something else like bings in the background, you're thinking, well, what was that? Right. What is going on over there? And now I'm not paying attention to the Zoom call. I'm looking at Facebook or checking email or whatever it is. So um, I'm going to a conference in um, Madison next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year it was online. Uh, you know, we were still kind of, the vaccines were just starting to roll out at this point last year. And this year we're in person. And, and, and I'm kind of stoked, right? Because right. Because while there is a lot of awesome things you can do on Zoom, um, there's some stuff that is better in person. And when you go to conferences, half of the best conversations and half of the best stuff you learn happens at the bar after the meeting, the official meeting is over. Or just hanging out, sitting around and just chatting with people and and having a good time. So those are almost more productive for me than the actual sessions of the concerts conference to start with that's usually how our beer conferences are you know like you go there you can only you get imagine the, what the bar's like after that oh yeah it's it's pretty it's a it's pretty good because it's you go there and it's like okay we went through all of the formal stuff and we went through the meetings and what we were supposed to learn but you learn so much more afterwards when everyone's hanging out and, and drinking after that you know like because then you can do a lot of stuff like i had this come up you seen this what, right what does this yeah. mean oh yes yeah. i did that last year here's how you fix it like <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, there's always someone that's like, 
no one's heard of their problem. The guy at the end of the bar is like, hey, can you come here? I've, I've had that same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, even stuff, even stuff too, right, as business owners, like, um, you know, some of the HR regulations are out there, or what are you paying in credit card processing? Because we all hate credit card processing fees, right? Yeah. And if there's a way to get a reliable processing company and also the minimum number of amount of fees, you know, <laughs> Because I tell people too, like you know, I always prefer cash. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, do you even the COVID?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got sanitizer. I will sanitize after the cash because you, know, you hold on to it. I'll squirt it in your hands, and then you can hand it to me if you want." Yeah, because we pay. You know, I, I joke with people. I'm like, I pay enough money in credit card fees. I could have hired another employee to have helped you and made an even better experience in the store. As opposed to a bank someplace getting it because they, you know, because reasons, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes those are the things you get after the conference is over, like software, credit card fees, things about running your business that have nothing to do with board games, right. just about being a business owner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like I like the in-person ones, so I can, my ADD no. can focus if I, that's all I have in the room. So it's the big ones I like. I'd like to be there, but like little ones... There's so many other things I have to do, and I can listen and keep working, right? You know, like I'm unless a you're one of those people that can pull that off, right? <laughs> I, I well, Todd will say I start ten things in a day. Eventually, I'll finish them all. You fell asleep during the one. Oh gosh, there was a meeting I fell asleep during. Yeah, it was a uh, I don't remember if it was Brewers Guild or Brewers Association, but it was about. I don't know. I was doing something downstairs, and I yeah. came up here, and you were out cold. You had your I was earbuds out cold. in. It was something I really wanted to hear too, but I was so tired. <laughs> Maybe we had too many beers the day before or something. But goes, I, I was out cold. I'm, and I missed, I'm like, you were asleep. I missed the one part I wanted to hear that day too. And uh, well, we did. Uh, we did uh, 18 happened. months of city council over Zoom, uh, and and I would have to. And my pre-prep was I would go through my computer and shut everything off. And the only things I would have open were a PDF of the agenda and the, what we're talking about and Zoom in. I could, nothing else. Everything else was muted. Nothing else is on. Because yeah. if anything binged, my ADE was going to be like, well, what was that over there? <laughs> no, we have to. We're paying attention to the meeting. We're doing a meeting right now. And, and I would have to shut off everything else. But, yeah, yeah. but the, the nice reverse. thing was, right, is that, you know, there were multiple meetings, right? You're, it's It was the running joke, but I'm wearing a dress shirt and a pair of shorts. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm in my underwear. I only got to be presentable yeah. from here up. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and it was also nice, too, because some of those city council meetings would go really long. And in the middle of it, like, you know, Kelly was really good about she'd like, fire up her laptop, look at the meeting, see what was going on. And realize it was going to go long, and then she just bring me like a plate of food to my Aww. office, and then, and then I would, you know, my, my camera's mysteriously like turned off, and the audio's <laughs> on while I'm sitting there and snarfing some food, right? Because right. you know we never knew if it was a meeting was going to be a, a 65, 70 minute meeting or if it was going to be four and a half hours. Right. And that's fair. And it all depended. And some of the topics, you know, city manager Tim Gleason's amazing. He's the best city manager since I've lived in Bloomington. And he thought this is a very innocuous topic. It was going to be super smooth. We're going to sail right through. And like two and a half hours later, right. you know, one person gets something bent out of shape about it. And everybody else is like, well, no, you're... <laughs> 
no, no, right, we're right. not doing this. You know, it, 2020 was such a bizarre year, right? We started off with COVID. Yep. Then we went into race riots. Yeah. Then we had all that going on. And then uh, if you're a business owner at the time, you were like, well, you know, my house is on the loan right now as collateral. Am <laughs> right. I going to lose my house out yeah. of this? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I think that I lost probably 50% of my hair color from red to gray during that year, as well as is, you know, I think on average I was sleeping like four hours a night. Oh, because, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's tag on. Let's do it. I got the worst case of poison ivy I've ever oh, had. That you can. That's your topic. Tyler. Yeah, this was this involved a, a doctor's visit and steroid shots. And yeah. if you've never had prednisone as a steroid to get rid of poison ivy, that is its own special roller coaster of hell that it mixes with your ADD. And I was like wide awake and at like three in the morning, walking around the house, just snapping my fingers the whole time because I couldn't <laughs> hold still. And then crash. Right. And then wide awake again, and, and there was no predictability, you know. And then I finally got rid of the stupid poison ivy, and I had poison ivy in parts that men never want to have poison ivy on. Because <laughs> uh, you don't know you have it, and then you use yeah. the restroom. Correct, right? correct. <laughs> Leave correct. it at that. Everybody yes. knows what I'm talking about. I think it's a vivid picture. <laughs> and then, yes. And then, and then uh, so, uh, COVID, nothing going on. My wife has always wanted to have bees. So we, we got a beehive, and we put it over by the decorator's grocery yeah. behind yeah. there, and uh, discovered I am very allergic to bees. Oh, no. So that was another trip to the emergency room, <laughs> and another prednisone shot. I had just, they wean you off oh, of prednisone huh? over time, and like when I got stung in the in my forehead, a bee got into my mask, oh. into your, your mask, and stung me right in the forehead, and my forehead swelled up <laughs> to the point where I looked like a... Uh, the, the, the kid from The Mask. Yes, Remember that movie? Yes, I do. Right? I do, uh, I do. Eric Stoltz, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, my eyes were swelling shut, so that was a trip. Oh. And they're like, oh my God, another giant shot of prednisone, and it all started all over again. And it was, man, it, I know that I watched the first season of The Witcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have these weird fever dream memories about The Witcher, right, yeah, during yeah. that season. Or, like, I think Stranger Things Season 3 came yep, out. Yep. People were all watching The Tiger King. Oh, yeah. And I have these weird, <laughs> twisted fever dream memories that they all meld together in my brain. That's messed up. I, I don't know what's real and what's not out of those shows without going back and watching them again. I, so I've watched all of those individually. <laughs> right. I have not watched them in a twisted round, but I would love like to well you you may have a dream tonight then it's everything together right? oh no right right oh. i mean you're on to something here i, mean, I this never could be a need new to series. this experience again right? all right we got rid of the beehive all i go right. nowhere near the woods i'm never you know right right uh, oh, no man. more poison ivy no more bees no i no I more use roundup uh, judiciously. Yep. You yes. Know. Yes. But it even looks like a poison ivy leaf. It's getting yeah. shot. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> going through that again. I got like a brick and rock line, a border in my backyard because it backs up to this tree line, and that's where I've gotten it really bad. And so it's kind of like uh, field of dreams. If I walk into that rock. I'm done. I'm done. There's no more me. Well, and you have a special soap so that every time you like 
mow your lawn and stuff, you have to go like yeah, you've been trimming around. Was it uh, Xanfel or something like that? It's like basically it's pumice like in the way that you get rid of that poison ivy. It's like we'll just scrape all the skin off. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's real gritty. Yeah, you just scrub yeah. It. So that'd be a problem if you have it in a certain area. Oh yeah, very gritty. <laughs> yeah, very gritty. But yeah, I have like a, do not uh, recommend. No one, one star. Yeah, one star. <laughs> yeah. One star. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have an ivy wash that I use like yeah. to like. You got so much time. It's like after I mow and trim, it's I shower and I got just just to be safe. I can. I have upgraded where I just pay a guy. I don't even I'm try. close. <laughs> I'm try. very close to just. But well, I mean, yeah. for the trauma you experience, it makes sense. Right? I don't even. Well, my problem is, is I don't even have to. I can just be within a couple of feet of it, yeah. and I get it. And I don't yeah. understand how that even works. It's in the air. Once you slice it, the juices and everything are in well, the yeah, air. Well, yeah, but I'm not even cutting it. You know what I mean? Valid. Unless it's growing somewhere in my grass, but I'm pretty... I know well, what... And you've got two young boys, and there's a chance they inherited that from you, too. Yeah. I, I got it one time from the dog. Oh, my yeah. My wife was, went morel hunting down by Funk's Grove and comes back, and, and the dog brushed against my leg and just just giant swath of poison oh. ivy across my leg. Yeah. 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 It, boys... Anything, yeah. it's an oil. It just goes yeah. wherever things are gonna go. Yeah. Knock on wood. I'm just gonna say I'm not allergic to it, and I've had no problems. Ever. On you, man, because <sighs> it sucks. I just I just pay a guy. You know, we live in uh, Dimmons Grove neighborhood with all the shade. Yeah. It just randomly, like it's never been there before, and it just pops up, yeah. and you just hit it on accident. I can see yeah. you getting suited up, going out through <laughs> a roundup. Boom, boom, just like a commercial. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what there was. There was probably collateral damage, and I did not care. Right, well, that every, mold spot's just fine for this year. Everything yeah. green can die back yeah. here for all I care right now. <laughs> I can reseed. Yeah, I'm tired of sleeping in sweatpants and a sweatshirt oh. in my bed because I don't want to get it on anything else and get it again. Didn't you have to like cover your hands one time so you didn't itch? I can't remember. I got into sumac okay. really bad one time oh, in the no. backyard, and I didn't. I didn't know. I was on the lookout for poison ivy, not sumac. I didn't right. know I had it back there. Well, I have a tree line from hell. For those yes. who, for those who do, can't do. see us right now, he's itching his arm. Oh, yeah. no, see, just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm cool. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, I'm only, like, I think, oh, my God, I just know I didn't have to trim today. And then I'm, like, I'll be in the house, and I'm just, like, ah, demon, I got I to gotta shower. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. No. I had the, my money at my mom's sister. Mm-hmm. He's a chemist. Oh, this is crazy. And she, she came to our house. And I was telling her, I'm like, you know, I don't go back there. She was like, what's in the trees? And I'm like, oh, yeah, poison. And everything back there will kill me. I ain't going back there. And she said, do you get into poison ivy? And I said, yeah, I got it really bad. And she, she was looking, and she was like, oh, yeah, I see all of it. And she goes, uh, pull a leaf off, wrap it in bread, and eat it. I go, well, <laughs> hell no, I'm not ingesting poison ivy. She's like, you'll build up an immunity to it, and you'll be fine. I'm like, mm, I'm, yeah, you know, as smart as you are, it, I'm right. not. I'm not taking your word for I that. I wouldn't do it. No, no way. Couldn't no do way. it. No way. It's like the people who like drink rattlesnake venom and stuff. Yeah. Try to get bit on purpose to like build up their immunity. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Like never that. gonna happen. Hey, let this poisonous spider bite me. I'm the spider princess bride. Well, now that's different. <laughs> I mean, right. they. I will take life according to the Princess Bride as factual. Because that was Iocane powder, right? Yes, yes, yes. But, I mean, this whole real-life weird culture, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I go nowhere near anywhere. If, if it's got funny-looking leaves, I'm out. I'm yeah, done. No, 
Yeah, it, it's it, there's a guy who comes over. He mows the grass. I'm not even going outside. I'm gonna stay inside or leave when he's mowing the grass in right. case it's going airborne. Yep. I'm out. Yeah, that you makes know. sense. I don't I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a lot like too like you know as as business owners you get to a certain point where you have to say. I can't do everything on my own. Oh, hell yes. And I was at a, I don't know, it was a business after hours or something, and I think it was in uh, Anjou above. And uh, that little side room they have up there, and, and there's a bunch of people that were all, you know, micro businesses, two, three owners and employees total. And one of the people, my you know, my friend Cheryl brought it up. She's like, okay, we were debating the other day, and here's the question was, how long had you had your business before you hired a housekeeper? Mm. And not a person there had made it more than nine months because there's... I'm on the verge. I'm on the verge as well. <laughs> I keep trying to convince my wife to do it. I'm like, listen, let's just pay a housekeeper. Let's just... We, we do too much. I mean, she's here today. She's running the Sam's Club. She's just stocking up stuff. I mean, it's, it's a full-time thing. It, it is. And then, you know, you um, we, when we first started the bakery, we had Kelly's Bakery and Cafe yes. downtown. Love that place. And uh, we thought we knew what we were getting into, mm. right? And that's what everybody thinks when they first start the business. I know what I'm doing. There's I can figure so this much out, more. right? I was a cook in the Army for five years. I'm like, I can cook for 12,000 people. Right. No big deal. Right. Oh, no. It's a big deal. And, and uh, we had opened in... Um, early November of, of 2005 and by the time Christmas had arrived we were in this pattern where like Kelly would wake up at like 5 in the morning go to the bakery put everything in the oven mm-hmm. she would then run home uh, take a quick shower and go to school and teach all day yeah. get out of school go back to the bakery bake stuff all night, get everything ready, put it in the proofer and stuff. I would was fixing computers all day. I would get off work at 6, go to the bakery. We would both get home at like midnight, 1 in the morning, and then maybe we, hopefully we at least chucked enough clothes in the washing machine. We were down to the point where the only clean clothes were what we had washed the night before. Yeah. And, and then... Um, one of my favorite Christmas presents of all time was Kelly's mom came to town, didn't tell us, and she spent the whole day at our house and she washed and folded and oh. put away all of our laundry. Yes. Parents are the best, aren't they? I and mean, that was really? the point where we're like, we cannot do all of this. And we, we finally caved and we everybody recommended you should hire a housekeeper. Yep. Uh, because there's nothing more dispiriting when you come home and like there's dirty dishes, you know that you haven't cleaned the bathroom in a couple of weeks. Yep. Everything's dusty. There's no it, vacuuming. It is so hard because, I mean, even if I'm here all the time, and my wife's not, but she is all the time here, but even if she's at home, well, we have a child, too, and he needs time. We can't, you know, you can't just, you right? And you need downtime. Yeah. If you don't have a healthy amount of downtime, there, that's a problem as well. I mean, sometimes I get home, and Jed's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. For two hours, I'm doing Nothing. Those like, used to be our favorite nights, yeah, you know. Right. Because then, then, you, then if you're gonna do, you know, you end up like, okay, where well, we're doing a chamber of commerce thing, we're gonna uh, go to this fundraiser yeah. because a lot of small businesses being seen, 
Yep. It's like the Verizon, can you hear me now? Well, have you had people seen me out in the community to remember that my business exists and maybe they should come there sometime, right? 100%. So you try to do all these things. You try never to say no when somebody asks you for help. And then all of a sudden you hit a night and you're like, what do we have tonight? Nothing. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. What are you going to do? I'm going to sit on the couch right there and turn on something completely mindless and just... So it's funny, like earlier I said I I haven't been able to make many of the Red Raccoon Nights here, because it just happens to be the night my wife's getting her hair cut. Must be the third Thursday, but I don't hate it. No offense to anybody. I go home, I take my child home, he goes right upstairs to video game heaven, my wife's not home, I can watch whatever I want. The dog sits (laughs) on my lap, I grab, I actually, when I get home I very rarely drink beer. Um, last night I did, but that's another story. Um, I'll just sit down with water, maybe a beer, maybe a bourbon, maybe nothing, and I just veg out on the most mindless stuff. And I just am so happy. Like, the one day I don't come here is Sundays. I try not to. If there's something special, I come. Like, this Sunday I'll be here tomorrow. But um, Jen's always like, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> and, and and sometimes I do stuff like you know I'll there's stuff to do you gotta do it right I mean around the house around the outside, but sometimes it's just like perfect and the best weekends are the ones where she just says yep I'm not doing anything either, and we both totally veg out I had an 80s movie marathon a couple weeks ago we literally so- watched six to eight. 80s movies and they weren't even all good but I remembered them all and, and I was like oh my god I can't believe they have this movie like Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater as a skateboarder I mean I'm like I remember this I gotta watch this and she's like well, I don't like, remember that one yeah, uh, I highly recommend checking it out because ooh, it was edgy back then but wow. it's, but I mean but that's it like sometimes it's just like I don't even want to enter the modern era I just want to geek out on horribleness yeah Dawn. Kelly would be like what are you going to do I'm like something a movie that's got just a lot of shit blowing up right <laughs> yes. explosions mindless action movie yes you know the last action hero well we killed 50% less people than last movie right, right, you know, right. all yes. the expendables movies Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's take all the 90s action heroes yeah. and put them in one set of movies. Right. Yeah. Right? When they're old. Yeah. 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 But then he was he was in a a really bad sci-fi movie called I Come in Peace. Oh, yeah, and he's the star, right? It was crazy stuff. uh, (laughs) If you want a mindless action movie, it's worth checking out. Just how bad things can go. He's like a Detroit cop trying to catch an alien who is pumping people full of uh, heroin, and then killing them and, and. so basically, he's extracting the endorphins that heroin yeah. causes, right? And he's just gritty, you know, Detroit cop trying to track this alien down. And it's, I'm telling you, it is not a good movie. However, Dolph so Lundgren is so bad in it that it is worth watching just to see. So you're saying if I may be putting together a couple of cabinets in this room tomorrow and that appeared on the TV here... 
that may be entertaining while I'm putting together cabinets. Yes, if yes. you can even, I don't even know if it's streaming. Well, Hell, who know who took the time to make that a streaming? <laughs> I movie? will say that Amazon has more than you can imagine, and for three fifty, you can rent about every, just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. If, if you want a bad movie to put up there, I'll, I'll, I'll make one more. <laughs> All right. PCU. I've yes, I've seen that movie. Yes. Yes. David Slater's like. 18, yes. 17, 18 years yes. old. Jeremy Pivens is the star. With right? the long he's, hair. He's like the he's grunge still has, dude. He saw his hair. Yeah. He saw his hair at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yes, uh, that's yes. the first appearance I ever remember seeing of John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Right? He plays he's Gutter. He's the big dude. Yeah, Gutter. He's the big dude oh. with the big... He's got, yeah. like, dreads. Yeah, totally. he's going to the concert. Yep. He, like, he doesn't know... George, he's a music major that doesn't know who George Clinton and the yes. Parliament Funkadelic is. He was trying to get a keg or something, had a, to use a bus, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. yeah, gets too stoned to function. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, where the Pampers is. Yes. God, I may have seen that oh movie like 80 times. <laughs> I uh, I was well behind you at maybe three, but I've, I'm well aware of, yes, that is a horribly fantastic movie. Of current pop culture names. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so bad. Oh, that man. is fantastic. And you're like, I don't even know what you guys are smoking right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys can geek out on the '80s stuff. I was in the '80s. Uh, that just was at a, least the '90s. I'd say that's mid to late '90s. Yeah. 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 It was, you? It, yeah. It's it's a movie making fun of the rise of political correctness. I have, I have yes. Okay. Politically oh, correct university, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. A kid goes to visit the college ah. his dad went to, and every faction of the college has become super politicized, and nobody will talk to anybody else. And this kid manages to piss off all of them. Every Everybody. single one. Every, every single one. Yes. In the course yes. of one weekend, he makes pisses them all off. Yes. But he uh, he like gets that. the chick from the green group. Yes. 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 I'll put it on the list. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll add it to our list. You, you'll know it, but you'll go, like, I know who that is. It was like their first movie for so many of them, right? It was yes. like Dazed and Confused. Well, it was, yeah, advertised, exactly. it was advertised differently, too. Like, just like so many movies. You see the trailers, you're like, oh, that looks hilarious. And then you go and see it, and like, well, it's not funny, yeah. but it's funny politically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it depends yeah. where you are. Yeah. yeah. Man, they did a good job with that trailer. Cause like I had some friends who hated it. Yeah, I had some friends who were like that's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, no, that's that's actually kind of funny because yeah. But it's the same. Days of Confused is a good example too, right? Because that was like all the up and coming young actors: yeah. Ben yeah. Affleck, Parker Posey, Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Yeah. All those people had never been anything before, and it's like that they, they're all in there together. I was. Uh, Renee Zellweger? No, that's was uh, Tower Records. I was yeah, thinking, yeah. Uh, yeah, or Empire Records. Yeah. Empire Records. Yeah, that was another ensemble of all yes. these up and coming kids that were late '90s that are now they've been in a ton of movies. Well, since back then. in the day, American Graffiti. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. back in the day, I mean, there's there's all the, they exist. It's just you don't know they exist until well after they exist. And right? then you go back and see that movie on accident. You're like, oh, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we should probably wrap things up. Do you want to let everybody know where they can find Red Raccoon and everything, all the good information? So, uh, for now... For now. For now, Red Raccoon Games is in downtown Bloomington, 309 North Main Street, so we are directly across the street from the Bistro. And uh, we are going to be moving 
if you listen to this in uh, January or February, we're moving to 301 North Main Street. We didn't actually talk about that, but that we was, did not. But that yes, was, that was the big news this week as we announced that we are moving to a bigger space, and that's super exciting. Yeah, bigger space, bigger retail space, and three times bigger play space for the basement, and that's super exciting. Yeah, we're gonna add like private rentable rooms where you could say, "Hey, my D and D group, I don't want to clean the apartment." Yeah. We are going to rent that room out every Tuesday night at, you know, 6 o'clock or every other or whatever. You can yeah, schedule some yeah. space or you can play in the open play space, but yeah. Sweet. That is yeah. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And a uh, big shout out to uh, uh, Andy Kaufman over at Catalyst Construction, uh, who is uh, keeping me uh, sane through this. Andy Kaufman and then uh, Michael McFarland from Roadrunner. Uh, real estate. Michael's been my broker slash therapist. Therapist, through yes. all of this. You guys know what it's like. You're making a significant financial investment. You don't sleep much. Going, God, I hope this is going to work. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't sleep a lot, and you, yeah, there's a lot of that. God, I hope this is the right choice. <laughs> yeah. But yes. it is, sometimes it's all about the right people, right? Surround yourself with it the is. right people. You know, um, I had a mentor a long time ago said that the people that you need to make sure are the right people are your accountant, your attorney, uh, your broker, and your banker. Those so, are the people yeah. you need on your side, yeah. in your team. We don't have a broker, but all the others we got, we're covered we in right broker. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, we got we got people, you know, we, we haven't bought anything in that realm yet. So, uh, yeah, we need to... Maybe, maybe we'll get there someday. 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 I have faith. Thank you. We appreciate that. We need it, faith. It all, uh, you know, it all comes back to keep making good beer. Thanks. We, we can do that. Um, we're super excited. we got a lot of new beers coming out. Well, they'll be out by the time this airs, and we'll always have more. But uh, I'm going to put in my game. personal plug for the Ambers and the Irishes. Right, the this Mexican yes. amber we've been enjoying is yes. delicious. Thank you. I love a good Irish red. Yes. I, I don't want to feel like I've been assaulted by a pine tree. I <laughs> understand <laughs> that. Yeah, you're not a hop guy. I get it. You know the rise of board games and the rise of IPAs. Oh, oh they've been very similar. Not all those IPAs are good. No. So uh, and that's sometimes the game. Tyler and I trying to figure out a palatable IPA for the masses versus. An IPA for IPA heads. It's yes. a it's a fine line to walk, and it's hard because those hops have a mind of their own. I I, <laughs> I, I brewed on a very amateur level. I know. Yes. Uh, and there's a reason why I stopped. I got you. And, and just said, you know what? If they're going to make it over there, I'll just go drink their beer. That seems a lot <laughs> less. Work. You know, I hear that more and more, and that is fair. We did recently have the Admiral Brewers on, and they also are a great avenue if you do want to keep brewing but yeah i've told tyler many times if for some reason we ever aren't existing i'm done i'm not brewing anymore i'm just buying beer and i'm done yeah yeah i was in abnormal brewers when chad was still the president yeah yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day and uh kyle and and yeah, a lot of those yeah. guys brian was still going yep. on a regular basis yeah and so those are the guys I learned from, and when they were like, oh, they're all going to open their own places, I'm like, well, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> Cheers to that, yes. Yeah. You know, we, I, and, I, I, and I know we're trying to wrap up, but man, I no, feel, you're good. I, no I, as an alderman, as a business owner, I love the rise of the breweries in this area. 
Yeah. I mean, it's going, it's great. I love that everyone has a different, distinct identity. Yeah. Like, we, we have way more for the population than most cities. And there's only more coming. And everybody's different. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing. Like, I whatever you want, everybody excels at something that's different. I think, I mean, again, putting on my economic development alderman <laughs> hat that I wore for so long, beer tourism is a real thing. I know it is. the guys, so last night was Washington Elementary's carnival, and yeah. every year Schlafly will donate a tour. I've been on that tour five times, and I don't care. We're going again this agree. year. Yes. We're going to get on the train. We're going to roll to St. Louis. I believe there may be someone from Kent Grove with that uh, fundraiser yesterday. Were you there? Well, we weren't there, but I think we had something in that okay. fundraiser. I think I did send something over. Oh, yeah, there was. There was actually, well, thank you for doing yeah, that. No there worries. was at least three gift cards I saw. I bid on that, them all. That could have been it, yes. I yes, did yes, not yes, win yes. any of those, but I got the well, that's right. tour. And, uh, and, and we go to St. Louis to check out and see what's going on in St. Louis and we'll hit all the breweries down there. But yeah. I know in my store, I have had people who are in Bloomington specifically for you guys and all the other breweries. We have yeah. five active, six is coming yes. online, Yep. seven if you count Lexington, eight if you count Fairbury, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, and another ninth in Lexington eventually too. Oh. So yeah. Oh, there's, there's another there's one coming? There's two in Lexington, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's, there's a ton and you're right. I mean... So one of my favorite things I used to do, I can't anymore because honestly, it's a good reason. But I used to like on Saturday mornings I'd show up and I'd do our um, distro paperwork, filing all the checks and balancing all the all the paperwork. But I'd do it at the bar, and I just put my computer away and I'd have a beer and just be sitting there. And I can't tell you how many weekends I talk to people from out of town just sitting there at the bar, and they don't know who I am, and it's just a talk. And then eventually they figured out who I was, but it was a great conversation, and it was great to meet people. Now, fortunately, unfortunately, we're often busy, and I have to be up here because there's no room for me at the bar, but that's okay. That's a good problem, right? I mean, but it's still great to meet people, and I mean, I, I think it's a great avenue for our town. Absolutely. You know, all the different breweries and businesses, and, and everybody benefits, right? Because you don't just love breweries, you're going to get food. You're going to maybe, oh, hey, there's this great, great game store. Let's stop in there. Oh, there's this spice store. Oh, there's this specialty um, popcorn store. There's you know, there's other places, and it's not a one-stop shop. And everything's close. It's I, and I think, that people, I think the people who live here don't understand how much tourism actually happens here. Right. Not only with the parents moving in all their kids in and out of two colleges all the time, but uh, you know, the game store is right on Route 66. Yes. And I, I last, uh, what, three weeks ago, I went up and I was like, hey, how you doing? Um, can I help you find anything? And a lady kind of looked at me and smiled and nodded and walked away and I was just like, okay. Right, you know? right. And then uh, her son comes over. He's like, hey, I'm really sorry. Uh, we're from Poland oh, driving Route wow. 66, and she doesn't speak any English. Wow. And so he's like, hey, my sister and I both speak English. My, neither of my parents speak English. And so we've had, oh, we've had folks wow. from Poland, from Russia, from Germany, from, you know, that are, it's, it's the European thing to do 
yeah. is to fly to Chicago and drive get it. a car and drive the entire length that of Route is 66. So cool. And I know we've we've talked about this before on the podcast how um, there was a girl from Israel that was in town for some reason and she kept she loved coming here and we loved talking to her. And not too long after, somebody we know saw in the Israel airport one of our crawler cans in a in a like a bar or tap room kind of situation. And it's like wow, right? Like wow. And yeah. we can only assume that's where it came from. But I mean, it's like wow. Like and at that time we were young. <laughs> well, it's like whoa. How did that happen? Right? Yeah, I got I got. Um uh, some friends of mine went, went to Chicago just as a as a side thing for your brand, throwing it somewhere mm-hmm. weird, and they went to uh, uh, what's God, what's the name uh, Skinner Kenny Letter Kenny. It's not the TV show Letter Kenny, okay? Skinner Kenny or something like that as a kind of a alt punk band. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of the name. Somebody on the podcast is screaming right now. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. Um, <laughs> And uh, sent me a picture of a red raccoon hoodie that somebody was rocking oh, out in front of the sweet. stage at up there. Too, yes, right? um, <laughs> yes. You know, I'll give another shout out to another local business. Is uh, all of our hoodies have been designed by Haphazard. Excellent. Yes, great group of guys. Yeah. So yeah, but the tourism thing is is so big for our community that people don't even know. State cheerleading, state uh, yes. volleyball, state wrestling, state softball, state dance. Um, and then you add on top of that, um, coming up this summer, you, everybody should go because so many people live in Bloomington don't go. The Illinois Shakespeare Festival. People yes. fly to Bloomington to go see that. Yeah. And the people who live here are like, what? We have Shakespeare. So, <laughs> I mean, I've been once. It's not my scene. My wife loves it, though. She goes every year. Yes. But other, well, a lot of people don't even know it exists. Right. You know, we take all the stuff that we have here for granted. So, anyway, I'll shut up now. That's my no. You're not wrong. That's no, that's good. Tourism that is good for all of us. No, I totally yeah. agree, and and that's kind of the purpose. Like talking about this stuff and making us all think about it and promoting Bloomington's great. It's a great place to be. It's it's not Chicago. It's not St. Louis. But thank God, right? Yeah. Like I mean, like I it, lived in Chicago. Thank God. <laughs> Right, I have not, but uh, yeah, I, I like to it. go to Chicago, do what I want to do, and then get out again. That's right? how we were last weekend. Hopefully, you know, not too much traffic. Riot fest this or year. Flat tires. Flat tires. Flat right? tires. Flat yeah. tires were our issue. Oh, That's yeah. not good. But no. yeah, it's, I first, I appreciate you guys inviting me to come on. Yeah, I, 100%. I really appreciate you guys letting us bring board games every month. We no, have a good. We're time. super excited. Yeah, no, we uh, we want to keep things going, and uh, it's it's more keep Bloomington. Universally together, keep things excited. Keep uh, drink keep, custom keep coffee brews. That's right. Individual mixes for each of the restaurants that, are, that have coffee. Yes, you coffee's know. a you know it's a it's a touch and go thing around here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe our next guest has something to say about that. We'll see. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Jamie. It was a blast. Uh, I will have to do this again, definitely. I yeah, think let me know when, man. Uh, I, hopefully a, in a little day with a little less crazy weather. Right, yes. I, I would love to have a few more healthy employees. Well, you know what might be fun is uh, when you open up in your new place. We'll come there. Yeah, and we, we can, can do, do that. We can do one like so live we do, we do a podcast, too. We, we talk Sweet. about board games the whole time. Um, so it's called Red Raccoon Radio. And, uh, yeah, one of my goals was to build a media room to be able to record video and podcasts and stuff like that. And and sitting in the craziness that is this room right now. (laughs) 
It's a special room. Yeah. Yeah. Bazinga, right? Uh, yes, Bazinga. Uh, yeah. I have ideas at this point. I have a new level of ideas. Um, you know, I might have to tame some things down a little more PG for my well, crowd. Well, right, I understand. Todd and I call this the room our wives won't let us have. Yeah. I, there's a rack of stuff uh, at the game store of the stuff that my wife won't let me bring home. I understand, yes. You know, yes. if you ever come in, you look up, uh, there's a high shelf between two speakers that are sitting up there. There's a row of weird stuff and figures and everything up there. Yep. That is all the stuff that I have not been yeah. allowed to take home. So you None of that, it's for sale. No, but you need it in your space, obviously, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. Thank you, John. All right. No, thank you. Uh, thank we you. appreciate you, and uh, we'll definitely have to do a live when you have your new one open. Absolutely. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you.